Welcome to episode eight of Spark. I'm Angela Wagner. And I'm Nicole Esquino. And together we're here as your hosts for a mix of happy hour style venting and results-based coaching. Spark is a judgment-free space where we'll chat about both the brilliant bits of life as well as the bits that are a little more sucky. With lightness, laughter, and the belief that there's no such thing as oversharing, we'll guide you in finding clear paths out of murky messes and toward discovering inspiration in everyday moments. This week, we will discuss how important it is to cherish memories, why doing the right thing doesn't always feel good, and fun ideas for random acts of kindness. All right, we are back. Woohoo! I'm excited to be back. Yay! Which makes no sense to our listeners since they probably just listened to us last week. <laughs> True. <laughs> so for you guys that don't know, we um, recorded episodes one through seven in November and December, which I think we referenced a little bit, but we, we kind of just did them all at once. And then we learned how to edit them and created our website and just all the things that go along with the podcast. Then we launched it. And now we're back to recording, which now it'll be. So we're at the very end of January while we're recording episode eight. And you guys will get it in a couple weeks. So we're just a couple weeks ahead now, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. And it's going to be kind of funny because we were just talking about in the last couple of episodes at how hot it was and when was winter coming. And now winter has arrived. Yes. Us poor Dallasites, you know, <laughs> it's like 50 degrees and we're like, it's so cold. It's so cold. <laughs> No seasons here. <laughs> I know, which is funny because I grew up in Chicago and Boston and I, well, I mean, I moved to Texas when I was 18, but my whole, you know, lead, kid life was in very cold weather and it is, I've turned in, I turned into a Texas Texan, excuse me, very quickly. Because <laughs> you've seen like legit snow, not like Texas snow. Oh man, no. Chicago and Boston is no joke. And my parents moved down here two and a half years ago when Luke was born and they've lived in Chicago and Boston their entire lives. You know, they're like, you know, in their mid sixties and they are like complaining how we are, you know, Oh, it's so cold that it's, you know, 50 or 40. I'm what oh. you guys. How funny. That's great. <laughs> I know. I was, I was like, hmm, remember when you used to make fun of me, but uh, it's really cute. But, but what was really kind of fun for Nicole and I is that in early January, it was actually legitimately very cold and it snowed and iced here. And it happened to be on the weekend that we had at Yoga Sport Dallas, my yoga studio. We have a team summit every year where we bring all like 25 staff members, teachers, assistants, the uh, volunteer energy exchange um yogis and we all come together Friday night and Saturday all day and it's a really really awesome weekend for us Nicole and I spend tons of time planning it and then I don't know that morning I guess it started to rain or it snow started or... to snow like it was crazy real snow <laughs> like legit snow and then of course like all of Dallas shuts down because we, we can't we don't know how to handle it we don't have like a snowplow I don't think oh no yeah definitely don't <laughs> Yeah. So Nicole and I were at the summit and then we had, I think, four or five people that couldn't make it down, which was kind of a bummer. They came the next day because I'm, I'm pretty sure I think it was like 60 the next day. Welcome to Texas. Welcome to Texas. <laughs> but we ended up having a sleepover and I stayed over at Nicole's house because she lives very close to the studio and I live about 30 miles north. So uh, I got to really experience some of the stuff that we've talked about. And oh my gosh, Nicole, I loved it. Your little dogs, your like little and big dog are in 
insane. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so Nicole said, oh, Phoenix, the little one's going to bark at you, you know, just, you know, sh- he'll be fine. I'm like, okay, great. And yeah, I'm used to that. I'm, we have a dog and we're used to that. But he was a little like nut nutty one, like just all over the place. And then I would have, I'll be there for like 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden he looks at me and he just out of nowhere starts. Ah! I know. I think he's just getting old. And so he like forgets that he's already met you. And so then he starts the whole process over again of like, you're a stranger. <laughs> I know. And then I like, go downstairs and he starts barking at me. And I looked at Vic. I was like, do you, does this happen every day? Yeah. It's nonstop. <laughs> Oh, man. You get used to it after a while, though. It's like background noise. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that is funny. But no, they're super cute and lovey. And then I also noticed that you did not have the couch that we talked about in episode four, I think it was. Yes. Yeah, so the couch, we I couldn't take it any longer. Like I let it stay there as long as I possibly could so that I had that constant awareness to make sure we walked the dogs and to go for a run but you know I could only take so much like the foam was gushing out of the cushions like I couldn't take it so we borrowed a sledgehammer and we carried the couch I know we carried the couch down into our garage and we just beat the couch up and we had to break it down into tiny pieces because we had to put it like we only have the Camry so we had to get it in my tiny car in the trunk so we just banged the mess out of it put it in these tiny pieces and then we had to drop it off at the dump it was fantastic it was a great stress reliever (laughs) oh yeah I that's totally where did you get a sledgehammer we borrowed one from one of Vic's buddies who had a sledgehammer I was like who has a sledgehammer (laughs) that's what I was thinking how do you even know who has actually I I have a friend that I know has a sledgehammer exactly you have that one friend I was like perfect because I am not buying a sledgehammer because how often does that get used oh yeah that's definitely one of those borrow items Mm -hmm. agree yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, you're okay. So this is another thing I noticed that you have taken the whole minimalist idea to like a true level. There's nothing in your house. I know it, it's a little crazy, but that's kind of how I'm hardwired to, you know, find something I'm into. And then I take it to a whole nother level, like the crazy levels, what Vic likes to call it. <laughs> but, but that's how I get into it. I get really passionate about something and I like try to find out how I can make it so efficient and work for us and that's I've totally taken off with the minimalist thing so you got to see my closet which is an animal (laughs) oh man there's nothing in it I know and I love it it's so clean and so organized but yes we narrowed everything down to what I call it's all my favorites so everything in my closet now is literally it's my favorite shirt it's my favorite pair of pants and then everything else we got rid of and I got Vic on board with this too which is a very big deal (laughs) so we both did it to our whole closet and there's even pictures on the blog post for this episode you can see like how many clothes we have that's all of them that are in the closet and then you can see the number of hangers that we actually cleaned clothes off of it ended up being 23 trash bags Oh my gosh. Yes. You Okay. So go to AngelaWagnerCoaching.com and look up episode eight show notes because Nicole's going to post. Um, yeah. I, so 
<laughs> I saw the after. I don't. Did you take a before picture? I no, don't I don't. Did. I, I didn't take a before picture. I'll have to go back and see if I have some from when we've done other programs like this and see if I have any because it would be about similar to what that would be. But yeah, I should have taken a before. But at least you can see all the hangers and that'll show you like the sheer number of clothes that were in there before. Yeah, for sure. That's one thing that I'll tell listeners that's so gratifying is to take before and after photos when you do things like that, because you, you can, I mean, obviously like you have, you know, you know that your closet looks amazing cause you can see it, but there's something about the comparison. It's like the before and mm-hmm. after photo when you lose weight, you know, <laughs> totally. No, agree. So, okay. So you, yeah, I, I wish I did have a before cause I'm trying to like really wrap my brain around how much you guys really cleaned out. Cause I can't imagine that you really had a lot of excess. Well, I think I just started coming at it from a different angle, kind of when we started doing the whole Marie Kondo, when things, does this spark joy for you? So I kind of went at it that angle, like, does this spark joy for you? But then I read this other book and I got into a diff- thinking about it a different way, where it was every time you go in your closet to put something on, you want to be pulling out something like, this is my favorite outfit. This is my favorite pair of jeans. And so when I started thinking about it from that standpoint of like a favorite type thing, I was like, well, this is not my favorite. This is not my favorite. And so then it was really easy to get rid of a lot of stuff. And now it's literally just my favorite things every time I go in there. Okay. So two questions. One, (laughs) this Mm -hmm. is so fascinating. (laughs) I'm like, wait, wait, let's stop. So the first question I have, I'm running notes as you talk is what's the other book that you were talking about? The other book is the minimalist book. The, oh, the one, okay. which one is it? Uh, we can oh, look yeah. it up. Yeah, you'll have, I'll have to come back to it. Uh, it's I'm reading so many right now; they're all running together. But it's the minimalist book. The I'll look it up for you. I'll put it in the show notes. But okay. But it's all about like he talks about his favorite things, and that's what got me onto this. Okay, so that was my other question. So because. I'm thinking of a favorite as being like my favorite shirt is one shirt. So how would you? Yeah, true. I, no, and I, to- I totally understand that perspective. But I look at it more of like to make it more functional for myself. I work at a yoga studio, so I need to have lots of workout clothes. And so when the, I get to the workout section of my wardrobe, I want whatever is there to be all of my favorite things. And so it's like five short sleeve workout tanks. It's five tank tops. It's five pairs of yoga pants. But it's like the top ones that I need for, you know, to make it through the work week. And that's how it's like my favorite five. I guess you could look at it like that. Yeah. Okay. So you kind of decided on a number. So that's interesting. So that is similar to Marie Kondo, which we talked about Mm -hmm. last, I think we talked about it last episode in episode seven. Um, But similar, but different. (laughs) Similar, but different. And the book is called Everything That Remains. And it's actually one of the guys written from his standpoint, but he talks a lot about like his personal journey into minimalism. And that's where I read the little tidbit about the favorites. And I just, I I ran with that. I really connected with like, yes, I only want to be putting on my favorite thing every morning. Ah, yes. I love it. So that's what's so great about all of this, as we say, is that none of it's right. It's just what fits for you. So hopefully in this podcast, we're giving you guys a bunch of different things that we're trying on. And, you know, like one of our uh, listeners said, you know, I've never even knew what paleo was. And then she listened to episode one and now she's going to try it. She's like, I just want to see. And so again, there's just all these different ideas. And I know for me, I've been following a lot of 
different minimalism websites and reading books. Um, and I don't, I don't really think that I'm going in the direction of a minimalist, although I think my mom would disagree with that statement. (laughs) (laughs) Mine too. (laughs) She thinks I'm crazy. Um, but I'm definitely looking at things in a very different way. And I've always been huge into cleaning out and organizing. But I've noticed lately, some of the stuff I've been reading is really connected with me, just parts of it, like I said, because when you walk into my house, you certainly wouldn't say, oh, you're a minimalist. It doesn't look like a minimalist house, I think might. But I'm very, I'm very into intention right now. So what is the intention of A, me buying what I'm buying and B, like keeping what I'm keeping and C, putting it where I'm putting it? Um, yeah, I think that's kind of how I come at it too. More from a, I want to have more meaningful experiences versus collecting stuff. And so that's kind of when I look at buying something, I look at it from that perspective. Like, is this me just purchasing something or could I save this money and it go towards something more meaningful, like an experience? Yes, yes. There's so much stuff. We're going to keep delving into specific things. Uh, This is kind of just became a little bit of a recap of what we discussed before and then kind of how you and I are implementing it into our lives. There's so many, so many cool things that we can do with this. And I think what's so so important about it is not, it's not about how much stuff you have because some people it's, everyone's going to live differently in a way that makes them happy. So you might be someone that really does enjoy collections, you know, collection of, I always tease my mom, Christmas has a collection of nutcrackers and it's (laughs) borderline on an obsession, but it really (laughs) does. I might need to post a picture if I can get permission from her. Um, (laughs) It really does bring her joy and it's very thoughtfully placed and displayed. So it's not just like, oh, I'm going to buy a bunch of nutcrackers and then stick them in a corner and they collect dust every year. It's like, you know, they go out, they're only there for Christmas. They have a specific place, you know. And so for me, I'm like, there's, that's beautiful, right? Because that's something that really brings her joy and shows like it's part of who she is and all those types of things. So I think, you know, but for me, that would stress me out to have like that many mm-hmm. nutcrackers because that wouldn't bring me joy. But that's why I think it's so beautiful because we're all different people. And so it's just about each one of us finding what brings us joy. Like you want your home to reflect the way you and whoever else you live with like your values, the way you see the world, like what brings you joy, how you want, uh, you know, other people to feel when they come in. I think it's just all part of that. Yeah, I think so too. And I just like the idea, like we're having all these different ideas and we're just trying them. But I think the important part is figuring out how to make it work for you. And then that's going to be different for everybody. So I enjoy that part of it. Yeah, because I mean, you have like two dresses. I I know. Isn't that super fun though? But they're like my favorite dresses. That that was a bit. I you were like, look at my dress collection of two, and I, I looked at Vic. And I, I said, I think you need to take your wife out more often. <laughs> Which he then said to me, I try. So um, if you guys want to go out and you want to wear something else, you, I have some dresses you can borrow. Ooh, thank you. But then I can borrow your favorites, so that makes it even more fun. It's kind of like building a community. Oh yeah, I've actually thought of that a lot lately. Of how can we all share? And I think this be, this has come up a lot more because of being a mom and just looking at the waste that, that can happen with kids. We talked a little bit about that with the Christmas, m- mm. you know, minimalism thing, but there's just this constant, you, I mean, if you don't keep up on, I could see how anyone with kids could look like they have, you know, like they're a hoarder because every six months to a year, they completely shift what they're wearing, what they play with. Like, 
Oh, mm-hmm. it's insane. You know, you have nieces, but um, so uh, the mom world, a lot of the mom world at least shares. And so whenever I need something, I have like three or four friends that have girls that are a little bit older than Zoe and I'll just text them and I don't buy anything until I hear from all of my friends. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really cool though. That's like building your village and using those people that are in your village and it's like you're working together. I think it's a super neat concept. Yeah, and there's so many things that people would love to share and I love to share my stuff whether it's kids clothes or I don't even know what else, you know, entertaining things like platters and stuff. I have so much of that kind of stuff. Everybody knows like if they need, they're having a party or they need anything like that, they can come to me because a lot of that stuff you, you know, especially for special occasions, you're only going to use it once in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I was cleaning out appliances. Okay. This is funny. So I was cleaning out, I was looking at all my appliances going, okay, what do I realistically use? And I found this little mini deep fryer (laughs) with, yeah. Which is really funny because I have a gluten allergy, so I haven't had gluten in forever. I don't fry things really. And <laughs> I remember registering for it at our wedding. And my mom was like, why are you registering for that? I don't know. It seems like I should, if I ever want to make French fries. <laughs> Everybody needs a fryer. Yeah, but it's so small. If I ever really wanted to make fr- – I mean, it really – and I remember John and I tried it once or twice, and it was awful. It, like, it just didn't work right. I'm sure we just didn't do it right. But So it's barely used. It still has – like if you open it up, it looks like it's brand new because I still have, like, the um, catalog, the – what's it? The instructions sitting in it. <laughs> so I put it up on, like, a cut, like, three different Facebook pages to sell it for 10 bucks. I got 25 offers. Oh my gosh, people really use fryers. I wouldn't even have thought that. <laughs> I almost put it in the donate pile and I thought I'm just going to flip this up on the yard sale, the Facebook yard sales. I Then I thought, shoot, I should have put it up for way more. You for know? sure. <laughs> that thing was out of my house and I had 10 bucks under my mat in 30 minutes. It was crazy. Wow. So you can have a lot of valuable things in your house that you can also sell. And another really quick thing, and we'll move on, that I realized is something like, so I have a Keurig, and I never use a full coffee maker anymore. My husband doesn't drink coffee. There's really no use for it. But I've had this coffee maker for years, and I just started drinking coffee when I had kids. So even before that, I had this, that I never used it. And I kept thinking, oh, well, when I have parties, I'm going to make, you know, I'll need it. But really, how many friends have a coffee pot I could borrow for the one party a year that I use it for? True. Mm-hmm. And then I think, how much valuable space is this taking up in my kitchen that has like no storage? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so again, a lot of it is just that thinking around what really makes sense for my lifestyle. No wrong or right, but just some ideas. So share with us, you guys. Like, Send us an email, podcast at angelawagnercoaching.com. Share on social media. Coach A. Wags is um, the handle for Twitter, Facebook. What else do we have? Instagram, I think. And Pinterest. Yeah. And so share some stuff because we. I just think it will be so much fun to hear. We hear at the yoga studio at Yoga Sport Dallas a lot what you guys are doing. So share with us. We love it. Yay. All right. Now, let's be real. We're towards the end of January now, and we're talking about all this cleaning out and clutter. So let's refocus on what our New Year's resolutions are, because we're all thinking about those now as we roll into February. (laughs) 
Um, so if you are looking to do the same kind of work that we're talking about on the podcast, the Angela created a program years ago called Spark. I actually, it was one of the programs that I went through at the studio that kind of got me into this joy of cleaning out that I didn't even know I had and now I'm obsessed with. Um, but she took the program online. So this is a tool that can help you guys further along your New Year's resolutions. And it comes with videos, tools for like how to do things, simple five minute exercises, and all the inspiration that we talk about here on the podcast comes from the Spark Online program. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, like our little inspired actions and things. So it's a really good way to kind of help you restart and keep you going. Because, you know, we all need that accountability, especially if you really legit want your New Year's resolutions to happen. You need some accountability. And this is a super good tool that'll get you started and keep you focused as we go. Yeah, I really I'm really proud of this program. I think it's so cool that we made it online. So check it out. Go to AngelaWagnerCoaching.com slash spark, I believe. And you can read all about it and you can email us and if you have questions about things, but check it out because it's, you know, for a fairly minimal cost for what you'll gain. Um, I think you'll you'll find it very valuable in your life. And then you'll actually stick to a New Year's resolution, which is a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yes. Yes. Okay, so we're going to move on to something less exciting and inspiring and more sucky, our sucky moment of the week. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. I know. So we are trying to create a sucky scale. We'll just be honest with you guys. And, and I, we looked, we came up with some awesome audio. And so if we can get it edited by the time we get this episode, we're going to place it right here. Here's our sucky scale. One being kind of sucky. Five being super sucky. One, <sighs> two, three, seriously, four, five. Okay, so if there's blank space, we still haven't figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> this is real life, you guys. <laughs> and if you are to scale, then you're like, cool. So I am going to value this sucky moment at a five. Okay, so in sad news, Bella, my kitty, passed away on New Year's Eve. Mm. I know. I know. And um, I definitely wanted to share this with you guys because for many reasons, but she was such a big part of my life. Um, she was 19 when she passed and I mentioned her, uh, I mentioned her in so many podcasts and said, you guys would hear her cause she meowed a lot. And we always joked that she'd outlive all of us. And then within weeks she died, which was really, I don't want to say it was out of the blue cause she wasn't 19. It sounds sort of ridiculous saying that, but, uh, she really wasn't sick. And so within the last week went down pretty fast, which I was very grateful for. So it was, you know, she wasn't suffering for a really long time, but Nicole has been kind of going through this with me and it's just been really hard. It's been almost a month now. I can't believe that. Ugh. I know, I know. So, and it, I, part of me was really grateful for the timing in a weird way. We put her down on New Year's Eve and it was just sort of like the last thing. 2016 was just a little funky for us. And so, you know, I got to start the year fresh, but it's, it's been hard. And, you know, I got her when 
I was in college, as I said, and so I wasn't even out on my own yet. And I feel like she was my partner in life, which sounds so silly as a you know a cat. But for those of you that have pets, you get it. It's it's a relationship that you really can't describe. But I wrote a very sweet blog post about her. I'd love for you guys to read because it, it's just really special to me. It's called A Cat's Love. It's on the website, AngelaWagnerCoaching.com and click on blog and search for A Cat's Love. And I also have some really fun photos. But there's two kind of inspired actions that I took away because obviously losing a pet isn't easy. And I thought, well, this just sucks and I don't really know what lesson. It took me several weeks. I thought, oh, I have to share this on the podcast yet. I don't know what my inspired action is. And so what I came up with was two things. One is cherish the memories. And I really, really took this from my dad when his dog died or their dog died, Ziggy, they had him for 17 or 18 years. And he was really, really hard on him. And he did the same thing. He created a blog post and people commented. And it's just something that he still goes back to a lot. And it's something that, I don't know, there's something to be said for spending time really thinking of how that pet added to your life, what they gave you, all those types of things. Mm -hmm. It's like honoring, honoring their memory. Yes. And someone said to me, I'm just so glad that you had that much time with her. And I, it's so true. Like, oh, it'd be 19 years. Like you really can't ask for more with a pet. Mm -mm, No, it's very real. Yes. And so one of the things that I had to kind of force myself to do with, with this blog post was one, I mean, I cried through it and it was so hard to write, but I, I told myself when she dies, I want to do this and I want to share with the world like what she meant to me. And I talk a lot about the unconditional love of animals. And I, I just think there's such a beautiful lesson there. So I also forced myself to go through old pictures so I could find some of her kitty photos and some, Aww. <laughs> Yeah. And so you guys can look and see that, but it, it helped me process like what was actually happening because I think it's really, really easy for us to distract ourselves and not think about it and not really grieve. Yeah, I totally agree. I was the same way when my little kitty passed away. I was just like, I should be over this by now. Like it's time for me to move on and trying to rush the process, but you really can't like with a pet, you have to feel it out. Oh, yeah. And it's obviously even more so with a human. But um, of course, yeah, I, I think and that 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 was my second inspired action was to take take time to grieve. And I remember texting you like, oh, how long does it take? And you're like, oh, hon. <laughs> I mean, would you remember what you said? Yeah, like I, I was telling you to like honor that time and really grieve it out, like allow there to be time, be sad for a while. Yeah. And you said there would just be random times where it would hit you. Oh, yeah. 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 It really hit me last week. It was I posted on Instagram about it because it was uh, I was sick all week. And that was one of the especially now that our lives. I mean, I it was just Bella and I for a long time. And then obviously there's John and then there's Roxy, the dog, and then there's Luke and Zoe, you know, so now there's we have a whole herd of insanity going on. But the times where it was always just Bella and I was whenever I'd lay on the couch and I'd make like this little space, like right where my chest is and she'd curl up right there every, every time. I mean, any, no matter where she was in the house, if I was laying down on the couch, she would come. And even the night that, I mean, even the morning rather than we put her to sleep, she, she came and did that. And it was like the most special 
oh, I'm gonna start crying. It was really, really a special moment. So, um, it hit me again in a different kind of way this week. And so anyway, if you've lost a pet, um, you know, share with us and let us know kind of, you know, what you did to honor their memory. We're going to do something special. I got her ashes. I won't share yet what we're going to do until after we do it, but, um, I'll uh, update you guys when, when I tell you how we do that. Oh, all right. Well, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we'll just move we'll just move right on. Okay. So we have a couple follow ups from different episodes that I wanted we wanted to share with you guys. Um well the start, first one's me. And that was the episode three where I talked about integrity and I shared with you all the situation with Luke's school and Miss Lisa and how I treated her. And go back and listen to that episode if you haven't, because I think it's Ooh, I was listening to it again going, ah, and when I was listening to it again, I realized, oh, I haven't written this letter yet. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. Uh, So one thing that is really helpful in the world of trying to get things done and change your habits or do doing things you say you're going to do is to tell people that you're going to do it because it makes it a lot. There's just a much bigger accountability. So clearly I told you know, hundreds of people by going through this podcast. Um, so I knew I had to do it and I wanted to do it, but man, it was not fun figuring out what I wanted to write and how I was going to apologize. And it was, I think at that point it was about a month after, you know, so it was so easy to say, Oh, well it's fine. She forgot about it or it's no big deal. Mm -hmm. So I did it. I went in and long story short, I found out that she's not a sub. She doesn't just help out when the regular uh, front desk woman is, isn't there. She's actually the fourth grade teacher. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And I was shocked because I had never seen her except for at the front desk a couple times when the when Heidi, the the regular front desk lady, is, you know, was out. So I oh, my gosh, Nicole, since then, I can't tell you, almost every single time I go to the school, I see her. She now, like, helps walk the kids out to their car. <laughs> so, yeah, the day that I, like, gave her the note, you know, and I had, like, Heidi gave it to her, so I didn't see her when she gave me the note. She walked Luke out to the car, and I thought, oh, my gosh, what if I hadn't apologized? But what's so interesting about it is that I think I realized that I was hoping her response was, what are you talking about? Like, I don't know what you mean. Because, like it wasn't a big deal to her. Or like she doesn't even know I did it because, mm. well, one, it had been, a, I was so embarrassed and it was a month later. And so I write this, you know, apology letter. And so when, when it was just such a weird exchange, I, I pulled up in the carpool, they bring out, you know, Luke. And so she actually brought him out. I thought, oh my gosh, I, I my heart just froze. I was like, oh. Um, and I said, Oh, hi, I'm Angela. I left you a note. And she said, Oh, I got it. She said, Thank you so much. I said, I'm just so sorry. And she said, It's okay. It happens. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> it was and a I, big deal. It was it was a big deal. Like, it happens shows that yes. And of course, of course, like I left her with that. And so anyway, it was just a very great reminder that one doing the right thing does not always feel good. Very often it doesn't feel good, which is why we don't do it. And two, people remember when we treat them crappy. For sure. 
Oh, girl. So it's just it's such an interesting lesson. And I thank all the podcast listeners for holding me accountable, even though, you, you know, no one's actually said anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you guys through, you know, through, just through life. And so I see her all the time now. And I'm so grateful for so many reasons. But man, I would be so embarrassed every time I went to the school if I hadn't made it right. So Oh, so that's my follow up there. Um, and then uh, you want to do the complaint free follow up? All right. And our next follow up is going to be from episode five and six, where we introduced the complaint free challenge. So we just want to check in with you guys and see how it's going. What have you noticed your top three complaints are that you're saying all of the time? So we want you guys to put on social media, use the hashtag spark complaint free and then tag us at coach AWAGS and just check in. Let us know how it's going. What are you noticing? What are the things that are coming up for you on a consistent basis? And if you're local to Dallas, we have 30 bracelets at Yoga Sport Dallas to give away. So this can help bring you into the challenge, give you one of these fancy purple bracelets to help hold <laughs> you accountable. Um, you just need to say the secret code word. What's our code word going to be? I think it's a code phrase and it's a throwback. I, can you have a throwback when you're only on episode eight? I, I let's do it. I like it. We're going to throw back to episode three is like Nicole's famous put down the fork. So if you guys come into the studio and you say put down the fork, we'll give you a free uh, complaint free bracelet. We ordered a bunch from them. They're like the legit purple bracelets. <laughs> yes, I love it. So just put down the fork. That's the curd word. Bring it on. All right. I love it. Yes. This is this one we're just going to keep going back to. We can't do it enough. The world needs more positivity. So bring it. Whew. I have mine on right now. Yay. <laughs> I love it. All right. We're going to move on to Ask Coach A. Wags. And I'm so excited. We're getting emails and we have questions. I know. So I know it's so exciting that this is actually happening now. So if you have any questions that you want to ask us, email podcast at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. And this week, Allison asks, well, she says, I'm participating in the hashtag 40 acts of kindness before 40 campaign, and I need more ideas. I'm already going to leave a review from the receipts of things I buy. So that was the throwback to episode two where we talked about leaving reviews. So Nicole, you did some research for Alice and what did you come up with? Yes, we actually found a ton, but we're just going to hit a top four of our favorites. So the first one was leave a kind note in a library book, which I just love because I'm a big library nerd. <laughs> Oh, I know. Me too. I love this. Have you, did you say you've had this done to you? Or? I've actually seen a note before written, not like written to the person receiving the book, but it was like a letter from a husband to a wife before. And it was just like a sweet little note about like getting groceries and then how much I love you at the end. But I thought it was the sweetest thing. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah, you could leave a little love note to just anybody reading the book. That's such a cool idea. Totally. And then our next one, this is a big one. So go to the grocery store or any store and put away all of the shopping carts that are near like a car and actually put them back in their little, you know, the little cart holder. I'm not sure what it's called, but you know how people always park their carts like up on the curbs or just throw them, you know, when they're done with them by their trunks, they'll just kind of push it to the side. But this way you're like rescuing cars. People don't even know. 
Oh, that's so, that is so big. Well, that is such a pet peeve of mine. I'm like, just, it's really not that far. We all need more exercise, but (laughs) yeah, but beyond that, if you could actually take it away from someone's car where it would have scratched their paint, that is such an awesome random act of kindness. Totally. And what's nice about it is like, these are just easy, inexpensive or free ways to just like spread some kindness in your world. So I like that. And then our next one we have is to thank a soldier or better yet, even buy them a coffee or lunch or something just to show your appreciation. Oh, this one is amazing. I heard on the radio recently a soldier called in and said that he was at this really nice restaurant and a glass of wine came over from the waiter and a note, well, the couple in the quarter said, order whatever you want, the, you know, the wine and your meals on us. Thank you for your service. Oh, that gives me the chills. I love that. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. Totally. And then our last one is a simple one. Drop off healthy snacks or drinks at your local police station just to thank them for their service. No other reason, just to thank them. Oh, I bet they would love that. Yeah, especially healthy snacks. I like that idea. I know. You you wonder. I wonder how many people actually do that. And if they do, I'm sure it's cookies and stuff, which I'm sure they would enjoy. But who drops off a big fruit plate but some yogis? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you so Nicole did a bunch of research for you, Allison. So we'll post on episode eight show notes on the website. We'll post some of the resources that you pulled from because you came up you found a lot of different ideas. Oh, right? yeah. There were so many different ideas to choose from. And you can just go through the list and figure out which ones work for you. Like it depends on if you're in a big city or if you if you have a dog, there's some really fun ones. Um, but yeah, we'll post those. Okay, cool. And so we'll make that this week's challenge is to choose one at random act of kindness and do it. Oh, I love it. Okay, so you're going to finish us off with a shout out. We want to give a major shout out to all of our amazing blog content writers. We have several lovely ladies who are just fantastic writers giving us amazing stories, very relatable, super funny. And if you haven't been there yet, you've got to go check it out. It's AngelaWagnerCoaching.com slash blog. And there's so many blog posts in there. One of my favorites is written by Sarah Mowry. It's called Five Stars Blog. It's related to episode two, but it's all about being grateful. And just like from my week this week, I needed to be in that space of where, you know, you can get in that complaining mode and not paying attention to what, like what's really good in your life. And she's keeping a gratitude journal. And I don't know, it just really grounded me. And I was like, yeah, we need to be grateful. We need to come back to that. So that's a super good one to revisit. Yes, and Sarah is, we're going to go like long in depth into our shout outs because we, we uh, the people writing for us are just amazing, amazing women. But Sarah's an awesome writer and she writes all the show notes and then she'll write a one blog post every single week that she'll just take something that inspires her from the episode and writes about it. So you get to learn a lot about her, but she's really funny. We have another Sarah, Sarah Lang, who lives, where does she live? Chicago? Houston? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. <laughs> Houston? I don't know. She used to come to the the Dallas Yoga Studio and she maybe it is Houston. I don't know why. We have students that have moved all over. I can't remember. But anyway, she's not local to us, but she does write uh, for us. So she's got some great articles. But what I love, my favorite of hers is Pets Say the Darndest Things. She was so sweet. She wrote me the other day saying, I'm so sorry about Bella. And if you don't want to 
you know, use this post, I totally understand because it was one about animals. Oh my gosh, no, no, no. Of course I want to put it on there. And it was inspired by episode two, but read it because she, it's a very, very personal, um, awesome share about how her dog helped her realize something about her life that she needed to change. That was pretty profound. So it, you know, it was inspired by Shiner eating the couch, which <laughs> good job, Shiner. <laughs> um, but I don't, I, I just, oh, I'm so impressed with our writers. They're just such good writers. And when they share from that personal space, it's so awesome. But um, Jenny Hansen is our third blogger who is possibly one of the funniest, funniest writers I've ever met. You guys have to read her stuff. But my favorite is her latest one. She wrote on episode four. It's called Two Nights in Two Acts. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of Sliding Doors. Have you have you watched that movie, Nicole? No, I've never heard of it. Of course you haven't. You're probably too young. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's my excuse for everything. I'm like, you're too young. I'm too old. Um, no, but it uh, I think it's Gwyneth. Is it Gwyneth Paltrow? I think she's in it. I'm not sure if that's the main character. But the basic premise is that it it tells you two stories in two different ways, how like one moment can change the course of your day and in this case, your life. So in one instance, she misses the subway car and her life just goes on the way that it, it's been going on. And then in the other instance, she she gets off work earlier or something like that. And she gets onto the subway car. She just makes the train like as it's, the doors are closing. She gets home early from work and finds out that her husband, her boyfriend's cheating on her. And then it's like, how everything unfolds from there. And so the whole movie is like these two parallels of what would happen if she made the train and she didn't make the train, you know? Oh man, that's interesting. Yeah, I think it's so fascinating because it really shows how one in like one seemingly sometimes small thing can change the course of our life. But um, anyway, that's like a, a kind of a tangent, but not really because Jenny's whole blog post is based is, goes back to our talk about setting bedtime alarms. And in one case, she listens to her alarm, shuts off, stops watching her TV show, and then how it affects her the next day versus she stays up, she keeps staying up, she keeps staying up, and then how it affects her whole next day. It's really, really well written. but um, And super relatable. Like, we can all relate to that story. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I wrote her. I was like, Jenny, this is me. Like, ah. It's so funny. But yeah, it just really shows how one decision that we make one simple thing. So all these things that we're talking about habit change, just um, the little steps make a big difference. All right. Well, it's been so much fun to get back at it. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Spark. If you have a few extra minutes, please do an act of kindness and leave us a review on iTunes. It really, really helps us out. You can find the show notes and blog posts at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Coach A. Wags. Remember this week to take the time to give thanks, raise a glass, and discover what it is that sparks you.